Welcome to the Voices for Her podcast. This is Sim Bates. This month we are featuring special episodes to learn more about the real-life journeys that trafficking survivors face in the process for rescue, restoration and justice. The journey is complex. It requires bravery and grit and a team of supportive people to make it through to better days. This March of 2023, I'm running my own journey of 900 miles for the 900 survivors of sex trafficking rescued so far by Freedom Firm. It will be a challenging run of 30 miles a day for 30 days, and in this way I hope to raise awareness and money for this cause. Thank you to those of you who have signed up to join me with your own miles in your own neighbourhoods. Together we can raise funds and bring freedom to even more girls. Hello, I'm Leah Hank, and I serve as president of Freedom From USA. Today we're back for the final episode of these special Journey for Freedom podcasts. We've talked about the complex journey that survivors and freedom from face while seeking rescue, restoration, and justice for victims of sex trafficking in India. As Sim is nearing completion of his epic goal of running 900 miles for the 900 survivors rescued so far, we want to focus on the big picture of ending child sex trafficking in India. In the first episode, we talked about the estimated 1,200,000 children in prostitution in India. That number is staggering, and while resistance to change can be great, we have seen progress. Continuing to stand up for the value of girls and women does change the tide. As John Stuart Mill said in 1867, bad men need nothing more to compass or achieve their ends than that good men should look on and do nothing. In fact, both a lack of awareness and complacency are two of the big culprits for why trafficking has such an astounding prevalence throughout our world today. Many Freedom From staff in India say they didn't realize that this was happening in their own communities, or were once unaware that so many of the women and girls in prostitution weren't there by choice. But now, having learned about the actual situation, they take action to bring change and freedom. The same can be said of communities and individuals throughout America. As we awaken to the need and link arms to support in whatever way we each are able, we can push the evil back. Evan Hank, who served as Freedom Firm's legal coordinator and then as director of fieldwork in India for seven years, emphasizes the value of pursuing justice in the overall goal to end trafficking. We have to, to, to get justice because that's the key to ending um, child sex trafficking in India. Because with a billion people and with red light areas in, in many, many cities and towns, and many of them, um, we, we, it's my view that you simply can't rescue enough of them. Um, that simply, if you just rescue them and then you're done, uh, even, if they ne- even if those particular girls never go back, uh, there's simply too many to replace them. They will simply go to other places or back to the same villages and get a new girl. There's a constant pipeline uh, and a market for traffickers uh, to bring girls and sell them for large amounts of money to brothel keepers who then can make money off of those girls day after day. Uh, you simply can't rescue your way out of this problem. Um, the only way that, that you get an end to this problem is, as I said in the beginning, when, when the systems themselves change, right? The only difference between a country like the United States or Portugal or Brazil or India and the levels of trafficking is, is the enforcement of the laws. 
And when there's a stronger enforcement of the law, it directly correlates to reduced numbers of, of girls being exploited. I'm not saying that you'll ever eradicate it or get rid of it, but you can reduce it if the system starts working. In our experience, it often takes three to five years of consistent work in an area to see the tide turn, as we have seen happen in Pune and Nagpur, our first field offices. We have seen legal systems and police begin to take note of this issue, and child welfare committees become sensitized to the need to protect those who have been rescued. We are breaking through hard ground in new regions, but we do so with hope. In this past year, we saw our first conviction in Uttar Pradesh, as well as some favorable court decisions in support of victims. Each different region we work in carries its own historical roots of why and how prostitution exists. Our local teams continue learning and adapting to address the unique needs of their region until we see change. The first record of prostitution goes all the way back to 2400 BC at a temple brothel dedicated to a goddess. It was in the ancient city of Uruk, which would be in the modern-day Iraq. India has some of the same roots of temple prostitution seen through the Devadasi and Tawaif traditions, which began in the 6th and 5th centuries AD. There are also communities who for centuries have built their income off of the prostitution of their daughters. This practice likely arose as a way to get out of bonded debts or in response to the limits put on nomadic tribes during British rule. Our teams in Madhya Pradesh are working directly in some of these communities. During the British regime in India, more organized brothels and trafficking developed, especially in cities like Mumbai and Kolkata. So today, we battle a variety of strongholds that have allowed prostitution to become entrenched. But it is the young, the poor, the low caste, and the vulnerable who are pushed into prostitution to their own harm and for the gain of others. No matter how big the obstacles and resistance, we must stand up and fight for those who are being exploited. And when we do, we can make a difference. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. highlighted the interconnectedness of our communities. In his letter from a Birmingham jail, he said, Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality, tied in a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. He spoke of the nation as a whole, but in our world today, we are even more connected than ever, even across oceans and countries. And so his words continue to resonate and guide us on the path to improving the world we live in for everyone. Catherine Raja, Freedom Firm's National Director, reflected on the pursuit of justice for women in India earlier this month. The first Women's Day celebration was on the 28th February 1909 in New York City. Only in 1977 did the UN adopt March 8th to be International Women's Day. Recently, I had the opportunity to visit a suffrage monument. I felt immense pride that my country had a woman prime minister before the UN adopted Women's Day. When the euphoria died, I remembered 10 years ago it was reported that 70% of women worldwide experienced some sort of physical and or sexual violence in their life. 
Irina Bovoka, UNESCO Director General on International Women's Day 2013, stated that in order to empower women and ensure equality, we must challenge every form of violence every time it occurs. Laws, programs, social justice measures are a plenty, and yet, even after 10 years after Ms. Bavoka's statement, violence against women is still a major concern. Women are still denied opportunities, women are elected but not allowed to act, and controlled by male relatives. Women are deserted for not being able to have children or for having incontinence after having children, or killed for dowry. Women are not paid equal wages. Girls are married when they are still children. Women and girls are raped and the rapists are granted bail, even with the offense being a non-bailable one. Women and children are trafficked and sold into prostitution. Ms. Bovoka's statement is true. We at Freedom Firm have challenged the worst form of violence against women, sex trafficking, every time we knew of an occurrence. And have we seen empowerment and equality as a result? Yes. I write proudly of Roshni, rescued from a brothel in Pune in December 2009. We stood in the gap for her and fought with her. With the restoration of life and dignity she experienced, she is a block-level leader of a network of self-help groups, SHGs. I write proudly of others such as Shanali, who is now training in the police academy, little Shailu, who had never seen the portals of a school, now proudly wears a uniform and writes her exams with her head held high, two young women waiting to start professional lives in the field of healing, a young single mother working hard while caring and watching over her little ones, raising them to be responsible children. There are still many who are on this path towards empowerment and equality. Do I mean that only women should rise? Certainly not. Empowerment and equality of women will be a reality only with education and empowerment of men also. In the years I worked with self-help groups, which are small saving and credit groups that seek to empower poor rural women, I saw men feeling less and less significant in their homes. Men need to be educated and, and empowered to see women as not lesser than them, but different and equal to them. Society needs to understand and teach its children from their early years that though people look different and sometimes even have different abilities, owing to gender, race, experience and opportunities, they all bear equal importance in the progress of society and the welfare of this generation and the ones to come. I would go as far as even saying that if you really want to see empowerment and equality in society, challenge every act of violence against women and girls as soon as it occurs in your homes, in your neighborhoods, in your block, in your districts. Catherine's words ring true. Challenging violence when we become aware of it does make a difference. And when we collectively stand up against any instance of violence we see, we can make an even larger difference. Through consistent efforts since 2006, Freedom Firm has seen red light areas impacted, minor girls freed, and perpetrators held accountable. 
As a whole, Freedom Firm has rescued over 900 girls, filed hundreds of criminal cases with many still active in courts, and won 13 convictions. Multiple red light areas have been closed by court order. In one case, a judge ordered 55 brothels in a concentrated area to close and transformed the area into a community park. We also know we have to continue to monitor areas where there has been progress, lest the practices spring up again. Eventually, one small step at a time, we will see lasting change. The exploited will be protected, and we can prevent other girls from being trafficked. And for the lives that we impact now, their entire trajectory is changed. Whether it's the victim who has a new lease on life, or even the perpetrator who through consequences received, may change their ways. In Freedom Firm, we have a motto, our all for everyone. Keeping sight of each life that is impacted protects us from becoming overwhelmed when we face the larger picture. Catherine shares more about Freedom Firm's heart for every individual survivor we work with. For us at Freedom Firm, we celebrate all the little girls we have helped rescue and experience a new life. Girls like Anju and Shailu, who though abused, dared to be different. It is also the right time to ponder about girls like Meera and Pavi, who refuse to think differently and are allowing the past to direct their present. Anju, kidnapped as an eight-year-old child, spent the next seven years of her life being raped several times a day in numerous brothels. She was rescued in March 2021. When summoned to testify more than a year later, she boldly said, do not grant bail to him. If you do, he will exploit and spoil many more lives as he did to me, and other such perpetrators will also live fearlessly if it happens. Shailu was barely 11 years old when she was rescued from a brothel in Dodar village in Madhya Pradesh in February 2022. Sold at a young age, little Shailu never went to school or learned how to read and write. Now tasting freedom, she wants it all, school and study. In September 2022, Shailu was excited to sit for her first ever exam. Meera was rescued in June 2022, placed in a shelter home and responded positively to our intervention. After a few months in a shelter home, her parents requested custody of their daughter from the Child Welfare Committee and Meera was released into their care. Barely a week of her being home, the trafficker, a man she has fallen in love with, reached out to Meera and declared his love again. Meera, who was ready to report him to the police, has now decided to protect him. After all, according to the 17-year-old girl, he didn't do anything wrong. Since Meera is a minor, her parents will report the details Meera shared with them to the police. Pavi, a young widowed mother of a two-year-old daughter from Bangladesh, spent the little money she had to illegally enter India for a fictitious job in a garment factory. As soon as she reached her destination, she was sold to a brothel. Pavi was rescued from the brothel in February 2022. Shortly after her rescue, the brothel keeper, the same woman who lived off Pavi's earnings in the brothel, helped her escape from the shelter home. Pavi went back to Bangladesh and this time returned to India with her two-year-old daughter and got back into prostitution. 
Pavi, along with other victims, was rescued again in a raid conducted by the police in August 2022. Pavi, under duress or of her own accord, has filed false complaints against the very people who helped rescue her, our team, and wanted to provide her with new opportunities. There are some survivors who embrace every opportunity with open arms, run with it, and make something new and beautiful of their lives. Then, there are those who cannot fathom anything else and keep going back to their old ways, even though they are provided with several alternatives. A few are like an elephant that was chained as a calf. Now fully grown, this elephant believes the chain is stronger than him and remains chained, dutifully serving the same masters that enchained him, not aware of his power and strength that can help him break free. We see this behavior in many victims towards their abusers and traffickers. Should we then focus only on the Anjus and Shailus? What about the Miras and Pavis? We do not see Miras and Pavis any differently. We continue to work with them and for them. Even though in feeding our hand often gets bitten, we still stand in the gap, advocating, finding, and fighting for justice. We at Freedom Firm have staff who, when their personal freedom was threatened, did not give up but continued to seek justice for victims. We take this time to celebrate the Anjus and Shailus who dared to dream. And we fight for the Miras and Pavis who need our help to break free from their past that has enslaved them so that they too can dream. Whether it is the fight for the individual or the fight to change the larger systems to create more accountability and protection, we will give our all. As people like Sim Bates add their own abilities, as he has done this month with this incredible 900-mile run to raise funds and awareness, the circle of change gets larger and the impact is greater. We appreciate each and every one of you who are taking an interest and have listened to these podcasts. We celebrate the freedom of 900 girls because of the care and actions others have taken, and we remember that there are thousands more in our own communities and abroad who need us to continue to spread the word and take action so that they may have hope and freedom as well. Thank you for joining us in this in-depth podcast series. We hope you have a better understanding of the fight against trafficking in India, as well as the impact that you have when you support Freedom Firm in this work. Our pursuit of rescue, restoration, and justice continues to press forward. You can come alongside us for the long journey as a monthly partner, or perhaps use your voice to bring a survivor's story to life on this Voices for Her podcast. Remember, you can always check back on our website for new updates and current progress at freedomfirm.org. Voices for Her is brought to you by Freedom Firm USA with music by Aradna. Freedom Firm's mission is to end child sex trafficking in India through rescue, restoration, and justice. To learn more, visit freedomfirm.org. If you want to be a voice for her, email podcast at freedomfirm.org.